0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to Future Brew, our Michigan football and basketball recruiting podcast here on maizeandbrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Joining me today are my two lovely co-hosts, as always, Jonathan Simmons and Stephen Ostentosky. John, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, Vaughn. How are you? I'm doing good. Stephen, how are you, my friend?
1: Good. It's a rainy day here in Troy, Michigan, so it's a very dark outside, but but doing okay besides that.
0: I'm recording here today in beautiful Trenton, Michigan, and it is also rainy, and uh, it's been more of a typical fall day here in Michigan. I'm not sure how it is in New York over there, John, but uh, is it feeling a little bit more like football weather?
2: No, it's been hot. We're on our third day of 80 plus, the kind of last gasp of summer. We're supposed to get that rain you guys have tomorrow, though.
1: Oh, brag, brag about it over there. Dude. Oh, geez, I, I
2: want the fall weather. I don't know. It's supposed to be like 60 for the next two weeks. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Weather. Yeah.
0: It, it, we had that 80 degree, uh, probably for like three days, 80 degrees. And it was a little too hot for my liking. I'm definitely enjoying this fall cooler weather and uh, gearing up for some football. So we're less than a month away. I'm pretty excited for the start of Big Ten season. And uh, I'm sure you guys are too as well so uh, we're going to talk some uh, football recruiting today and we'll just start right off the bat with a new commitment in the 22 class for U of M and that is from Marlon Klein the three-star tight end who originally is from Germany but now lives in Georgia he is 6'6 215 ranked the 371st overall player in the class number 18 tight end number 30 player in the state of Georgia all four uh, crystal ball predictions were favoring U of M there uh, for quite some time and uh, f- just decided to lock in that commitment there. So a uh, really good pickup here. He's a big bodied guy. uh can kind of do a little bit of everything receiving and blocking down the field. I liked being able to see both of that uh, in his highlight tape there and uh, Michigan already has uh Uh, One tight end now in its class. They're probably looking to get two, so getting one on board, it's one step in the right direction here, John, and uh, definitely a guy that they enjoy uh, playing football. Even though he hasn't played football for a while, uh, they were willing to take a chance on him, as did other schools like Georgia. Uh, Georgia had offered him. That's a big-time SEC offer right there. Michigan State did as well. Nebraska a few other a big time power five school. So again, John, a, bi- a big, pickup here, Michigan can now focus in on a few other tight ends in this class and uh, uh, taking a high upside guy here, kind of a similar strategy to what they've been doing the last few cycles at tight end.
2: Yeah, I think they did a really good job to get in the ground floor here. Uh, there, are uh, one of the early offers for him. And I think he's going to blow up and be a national recruit type guy. Once he gets more film out there, Um, But, you you know, look at the huddle that he has out there now, and he's just really good at uh, tracking the ball, controlling his body. He's got a big frame, but I think he looks really smooth and natural uh, running routes and catching the ball. You know, I just think he has to work on uh, kind of advancing his uh, route tree, uh, learning more of the more intricate details of the game as he gets more comfortable playing the sport, um, which is understandable from a kid from Germany. But I think it's just another uh, big scouting success for the Michigan uh, recruiting department.
0: Yeah, another big scouting success for sure. Sharon Moore has done pretty good in that department, as has Jay Harbaugh with running backs. They've done a really good job uh, with those two positions and being able to evaluate those two positions early and then uh, bank on the success later on. Obviously, Hassan Haskins being one of the running back guys in recent memory. He was a very low-ranked three-star in that 2018 class for Jay Harbaugh. So, so far, so good. For that, uh, Stephen, I want to get your thoughts because we had talked about Marlon Klein semi recently here on the pod and obviously at six six two fifteen, 215, he's already a big kid uh, for being just a, a junior in high school, obviously has a, a, a little bit of a ways to go here to fill out the frame, uh, but you could certainly see this being a pretty good tight end prospect down the road for U of M.
1: Yeah, I think I like to see he's he's definitely raw as a blocker. You don't really see him as a inline tight end that Michigan plans to to put him at, but he's he's willing. So he's out there as receiver in most of the film. Towards the end, he has probably a minute and a half of blocks, and he uh, he has the ferocity that you want to see at, at a, as a blocker. And the size will come later. So the skills that you see, those will stick around. It's just how big will he actually get, and that's something where. Um, where I expect the strength and conditioning program to get them there. Something that I was really interested in is of the 2022 tight end offers, Georgia has eight tight end offers. Michigan has 11. How many of Georgia's eight tight end offers do you think that Michigan is also offered of those eight? Mm,
0: Quite a, a few. Uh, yeah. It's at least two uh, because I know that uh, Oscar Delp is another kid that Georgia just recently offered, and U of M I think was one of his first offers. So yeah. it's at least two. I don't know the exact number, but how many? Give it up. It's,
1: it's crazy. Six of the eight Georgia tight end offers are also people, wow. or are also tight ends that Michigan has offered. So they have like the same exact tight end uh, goals or, or scouting board. Yeah. Whatever the tight end board. So that's really interesting. And Michigan going hard, obviously at both Klein and Delp, you mentioned um, they're towards like the lower end currently ranked, but um, obviously they, they think they have higher ceilings. Um, and I know there was an article from Steve Lorenz saying that Klein was uh, towards the top of, of Michigan's board overall of their 11 offers. So So I think it's an exciting pickup. It's uh, like John said, his upside is is pretty tremendous. And I'd expect him to be closer to top 200 than where he is right now.
0: Yeah, I think at the end of the day, he'll just steadily climb up the rankings. Obviously, they've ranked him, I, I believe, appropriately for a kid that hasn't played football very much in his life, is still very raw, is another one of those kids from overseas that comes over to the United States and he's played pretty well uh, so far over in the state of Georgia, which obviously that's just a hotbed of football talent. So uh, you definitely hope as a U of M fan that, uh, that continues to uh, uh, trend up uh, for his development and for the tight end position in general, very good knowledge there uh, with the, with the facts and the, 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 the the fun facts uh, right there, Stephen. I, I definitely appreciate that being brought on the pod. I so I didn't know that. I knew that they were going after Delpa uh, who is another Georgia a tight end uh, from the state of Georgia. Another he's unranked, I believe, still at this point. But um, yeah, definitely interesting to hear all of that. Uh, I had no idea. So we'll definitely see how all that plays out. But uh, obviously, if they they probably only want to take one more tight end, I would imagine. I'll probably call it a day. they haven't taken two in a while so they'd probably hope to get a second guy on board sooner rather than later and it sounds like Delp could be that guy um, but I guess we'll just wait and find out but uh, as things stand currently in the 22 class Michigan has the sixth overall uh, class with Marlon Klein obviously being the most recent addition and then four-star linebacker, Tyler Martin and four-star defensive tackle uh, in state there, Essexville native Alex Van Sumeren, a couple four stars there. So pretty good start here for Michigan in the 2022 class. And uh, we'll certainly see how things play out there, but uh, John, just uh, let's, let's just stick with this 22 uh, class uh, for just a second. Cause I wanted to ask John his thoughts about, Oscar Delp, since I had brought him up. what you, have, have you had the chance to look at him at all? And what do you think about uh, about him as a prospect? Obviously, Michigan's going after uh, quite a few guys at the tight end position. Jaleel Skinner being one of the more highly touted guys, as is Donovan Green. And there are a few other tight ends that they're in on in this class. Uh, but Oscar Delp, I, I like what I've seen from him so far, John.
2: Yeah, I think I've only seen the, the week one highlights that caused him to get offers from you know all these schools that started so obviously they were uh it was good film he looks like another more of a an outside type guy um probably not going to be an inline blocker so he will be a, a bit of a more uh you know change up compared to Klein, so they can be compatible on the field um i think he's another good uh gonna follow a similar path to klein i think where he's underrated not ranked for a while and then he kind of blows up and Michigan did a good job to get in there early. So uh, we'll have to see about that. But I think he's more of a fucks guy in my eyes, at least. Yeah, it'll be
0: interesting to see how they approach uh, recruiting the tight end position moving forward. Because I feel like a, a few of these guys could end up being one of those kind of like Devin Funchess receiver types, like Jaleel Skinner. I feel like he could definitely be one of those Devin Funchess uh real big-bodied receivers who could play tight end but is more so like a, a a receiving threat more than anything else, kind of like an Eric Ebron. If you're a, a Lions fan, you probably know that name. Um, obviously, that didn't translate to the Lions, but at North Carolina, Eric Ebron was very much that type of tight end as well. So it uh, would be definitely interesting to see how all of that uh, develops with this class. But let's move over to a 21 and a few interesting developments here in the 21 class is uh, Jaden Thomas, who is a, a four-star receiver is uh, going to be dropping his commitment later on this week on October 2nd, this Friday. And uh, he is a very highly touted wide receiver. Also from the state of Georgia, he's a uh, ranked 260 overall in the composite. He's 6'1", 205. Both predictions in for Notre Dame right now so doesn't look like Michigan is uh looking too hot there but they have still been recruiting him uh ever since Marcus Allen decommitted from the 21 class so we'll see if they were able to pick up any steam in that recruitment and then another guy in the 21 class who's looking to wrap up his recruitment very soon as well and that's George Rooks the four-star defensive tackle from Jersey City New Jersey Uh, I believe it was Brian Doan on 24-7 who had a story about him wanting to commit uh, before his senior season began and his senior season begins on Friday so we could very well see two players commit uh, that uh, Michigan has been going after for quite some time here. So, Stephen, let me just uh, start with you. Who do you think is more likely bound for Ann Arbor at this point? In my mind, I think it's probably George Rooks uh, is, is probably more likely to wind up a Wolverine. I, I can't really get a good grip on his recruitment just because he's been so quiet. But uh, the two crystal balls for Michigan at this point – Obviously, uh, the average prediction being a four out of 10 on the crystal ball. So even the experts over at 24-7 aren't super confident. Um, But I I just think at this point, they'll just take the three receivers and move on. I think they want at least one more guy in the interior. And I I feel like they would be pushing pretty hard for a guy like Rooks. So what say you, Mr. Ostentoski?
1: I'm still impressed you can uh, get the last name correct every time. That's uh, every time. Brownie I'm never points true for up. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh But I think I think you're on there. Uh, in In recent interviews with both Rooks and Thomas, you can kind of read between the lines there. For Rooks, uh, he's quoted saying it's really where uh, he feels most comfortable right now, which Michigan is kind of like the consistent. Uh, team that's brought up. I mean, the common thread amongst his finalists: Penn State, Pitt, Boston College. Is he's visited? Um, he's visited Penn State and Michigan. I. He also visited Syracuse, but they're not in his final group. And I don't see any lists for. Uh, I mean, Boston College offered um, in in May, so obviously uh, there's there's limited chance of getting up there for a visit now. So I, I think it's just most comfortable for him has got to be Michigan they've had the longest relationship being the first team to offer him back in June of 2018 so Michigan's been the common theme here um Penn State I could see if that's the uh the other team just because he has gotten a chance to go out to Penn State where both Pitt and BC the other finalists he hasn't to my knowledge so I think it's – it's even though it, it's been a quiet recruitment, I think he's still more likely than Jaden Thomas. When you look at – there's a recent uh, article from Tom Loy over at 24-7 for Notre Dame. He mentions Michigan, Georgia, Penn State, uh, Notre Dame, and Arkansas. The first three, Michigan, Georgia, Penn State, he's talking more about like relationships with primary recruiter for – uh, Georgia is more of like a home field, but they were pretty short when he had things to say about Notre Dame, Arkansas. They were both pretty, uh, lengthy, uh, mentioning multiple coaches at Arkansas. He mentioned baseball at Notre Dame. He was mentioning like nicknames for other players. So it's really seeming. You mentioned the two crystal balls as well in favor of Notre Dame. So it just seems like he's further along with his relationships there with Notre Dame, um, but Arkansas is also pitching uh, baseball pretty strong for the, the two-sport athlete in Thomas. So I just don't see it for, for Jane Thomas at this point. Um, and Rooks, it's a case where it might have been assisted with the, the lack of easy visits that COVID has as restricted recruits to it at this point.
0: John, I'll ask you the same question. Uh, who do you think is more likely bound for Ann Arbor? But who who would you rather get a commitment from at this point? Because Jaden Thomas, I really do like what I saw on his film. I think he's uh, got potential to be a real nice receiver down the line for some college. If it ends up being Notre Dame, that's a uh, uh, kind of a gut punch. If you're a Michigan fan, obviously you would never play against Jaden Thomas, but still you never want to see a uh, – a, a good player that you're recruiting go to Notre Dame and and succeed uh, with them being a rival school. But Jane Thomas, real nice player. Um, I, I definitely wouldn't be upset if I were a Michigan fan and he ended up committing to U of M. Uh, but would would you rather stick with uh, the defensive tackle there just to get another guy in the middle, or would you uh, want to continue that speed and space that Josh Gaddis is looking for?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's no question that I'd rather take Rooks. Um, Michigan's already got a good trio of receivers in the class. Um, it's not as big of a, a need for the, the roster right now, but defensive tackle is definitely isn't probably is the most uh, glaring position of need um, for Michigan right now. So getting a good solid four-star guy in Rooks um, would be a huge uh, boon to the class and kind of give uh, some recruiting followers a sense of relief for the past two cycles, um, especially if they had Rashawn Benny later on down the line. So I, I think it's clearly going to be um, the defensive tackle and Rooks. Um, and there's also, you know, a couple of guys on the wide receiver board still out there that, that Michigan's pursuing. Um, you know, Notre Dame just picked up Deion Colsey today. And if they get uh, Jaden Thomas on Friday, like most people think, then uh, maybe it's enough to, to push Lorenzo Styles uh into flipping to Michigan they've been in contact with him a lot um I, I still think it's a long shot but you know maybe it actually ends up benefiting Michigan a little bit more um so I think with those aspects in mind it's got to be Rooks
0: I honestly hadn't even thought about uh, Lorenzo Styles for <laughs> it's it's been quite a while now but you bring up a good point with uh, Colsey committing as well uh they're they're kind of filling up at that position so uh, kind of you kind of think hey maybe if Marcus Allen did that with U of M, maybe that would happen with Styles because he had still been in contact with U of M coaches uh, the last time I had seen any update in regards to that recruitment. Uh, so that would certainly be an interesting development there. I, I think it's pretty clear and obvious as well that you would probably rather have uh, the defensive lineman and rooks than uh, a, another wide receiver. You're just... You know, it's, everything is just gravy at this point for offensive skill players. Uh, you already got a running back. Obviously, you hope that Donovan Edwards comes in as well um, to be a good uh, a second running back in this class because they haven't taken two running backs in, in quite some time as well. Um, but, yeah, if you can pair up Rooks with uh, Quinton Somerville and all the other defensive linemen in this class already, and then we'll see about Benny, uh, I would have thought that Benny would probably have announced at this point, but he's really slowed down his process and is taking his time. Um, uh, Steven, I wanted to ask you about this as well uh, in regards to Rooks. It being 6'4", obviously that's not ready-made college interior defensive lineman. By any means, you would hope that he would bulk up quite a bit before he gets some playing time there. But he has played on the edge for his high school in some instances. It's not a lot of film that you see of him on the edge there, but it could be kind of an interesting – uh, opportunity for him. I know that they do that with Aiden Hutchinson already, where they'll line him up on the interior, and I f- believe they've done that with Quiddy Pay as well. Obviously, they love versatility in all their defensive players, as Don Brown recruits for versatility. Uh, but could be definitely an interesting pickup for Michigan if they do end up getting Rooks. Could be kind of a a, a flexible player there.
1: Yeah, I think he's unique. Where the only thing that I really see that he that he needs to add before getting meaningful snaps for the Wolverines is is upper body strength. And that that you can wait on if you are an outside rusher, right? Like that that strength department isn't as necessary as like the athleticism along the defensive line. But the thing that I notice in the film is his burst needs to improve off the off the snap. And that's something where if you don't have that, that's gonna be a problem on the edge. Being an edge rusher, especially early That's something that gets you more playing time is if you have that, that think of the Uche athleticism off the snap, he would just fly to the backfield. Even I would say Winovich was excellent at that before he was, you know, a full, full size defensive end, so to speak. So his work work ethic is really good. So I expect him to improve upon that burst and he has good enough athleticism to make it work inside, but it's not going to be something that gets him early playing time on the outside i don't think so i I think he really is destined for like a three tech if he can bulk up enough maybe nose tackle but uh i think like just the structure uh, of who he is as a player slots him for the inside more so than um you know maybe an outside project who, who gets a little too big for the outside so to speak so i think he's a pure inside guy just based off of uh those deficiencies and you know that might take an extra year for him to really contribute but uh, his his skill set on the inside is is really solid, you know, despite those mm-hmm. uh, things that he does have to improve upon.
0: Yeah, kind of an opposite of of Mozzie Smith uh, when because when he came in in the 2019 class, he was already built for uh, being a college defensive lineman. He was six three two ninety coming out of East Kentwood and Grand Rapids, and obviously with him being a fringe top one hundred guy. Uh, mainly everyone expected him to play right off the bat and get snaps at defensive tackle right off the get-go and i don't believe he he may have played in one game but he for sure redshirted his freshman season wasn't able to really get much playing time and uh, you would hope that you'd be able to see a lot more of him uh, this season with some refined technique along with uh, the strength i'm sure he's weighs more than 290 at this point probably in the 300s but uh, definitely goes to show that not every prospect is the same, even though uh, they're still all highly touted four-star guys and some need to work on other things. So hopefully, uh, hopefully Rooks would be able to do that and get on the field uh, in a pretty, pretty early manner there, um, especially with uh, uh, some departures at the defensive line. Michigan's probably going to need some uh, good contributors here uh, within the next few classes here. So uh, we'll certainly see how all that goes, but Boys, I want to thank you uh, once again for coming on. Did uh, anybody have any final parting words before we uh, take off here?
1: Not for me. Gloomy Monday for me, man.
0: Gloomy Monday. Yeah, I feel the <laughs> same way. I've, I, I don't know if it's the weather changing or what, but I've had this uh, headache going on all day, and, you know, it's uh, it's been a gloomy Monday for, for me too. John, I hope you're good over there in sunshiny New York.
2: Every, yeah, well, now, now I'm <laughs> – I'm looking forward to that gloominess tomorrow. So, you know, not a lot <laughs> looking ahead of me this week. Enjoy the rain. It's coming. We'll send it your way. Yeah. I'll, I'll express <laughs> mail it
0: over tonight. So don't worry. You'll if, if you ask and you shall receive my friend, now say no <laughs> more. So, <Can't> but, wait. <laughs> well, th- thank you uh, for listening to uh, future brew here on maize and brew. We always appreciate it. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at on Twitter? At
2: Simmons
0: underscore John. Mr. Austin still 100% there. Where are you at on Twitter? At,
1: at Stephen Tosky. I did put enough faith in people spelling my last name correctly. So okay. I simplified it for the non-Lowzons non out there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Not everybody can be like me. I, I get it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. And, and you can follow uh, and Brew on uh, Twitter, at Maze and. Brew, and Uh, Amazing Brew is also on Facebook and Instagram, pretty much uh, any social media that you are on. uh, I don't think we have a TikTok yet, but maybe we'll get a TikTok at some point soon. Who knows? I'll pitch it to Anthony at some point. Uh, But also be sure to uh, rate and subscribe to all of our podcasts here. We would certainly appreciate it. And uh, we will be back next week with another edition of Future Brew. But until then, I am Vaughn Lozon and they are Stephen Ossentoski and John Simmons. We'll talk to you next week.